Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Companies to watch. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for our companies to watch where we're putting the focus on Alibaba. Right. Been hearing a lot about this company, especially since Singles Day. Amid China's crackdown on the country's big tech firms, though, Tomasic Holdings has decided to pull the trigger and it has cut its stake in some of its Chinese stock holdings. This includes Alibaba Group and, of course, DD Global. On a separate note, a consortium led by Alibaba is pushing an $8 billion takeover offer to prevent one of China's biggest potential corporate failures. Let's find out more from Rusbin Ang, the CEO of Fifth Person. Rusbin, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Elliot. Let's start off with uh, how Tomasek Holdings has cut 16% of its stake in Alibaba. This on the back of that crackdown in the, the Chinese tech sector. First, are you surprised and do you think there could have been other factors leading to Tomasek slashing its stakes? I'm actually quite surprised, uh, but not that surprised as well, <laughs> because I think Tomasek has actually cut down their stake in Alibaba. They have their Alibaba holdings cut down from 7.7% to about 5%. And I think they didn't specifically mention why they did crack down. But if you look at the regulatory crackdown in China this year alone, I think that could be one of the main reasons that they're probably doing some portfolio rebalancing and you know, wait and see approach before they increase their stake in some of the Chinese tech companies this year. Okay, because this year China alone have introduced a lot a way for a regulatory crackdown to you know intensify to make sure that these companies grow sustainably over the long run. Mm. But in spite of that, you know, I have heard some analysts say that the current state of affairs shouldn't really affect companies' stakes in all of these players because simply because of their relevance, the relevance of the products and services that they provide, demand will eventually win out in spite of the clampdown. So do you see Tomasek, for instance, deploying more capital back into the stock in the near future? Well, uh, it, it's it's hard to, to guess their movement, actually. But if you look at China long-term growth, I think e-commerce is one of those markets that will continue to grow at the double-digit pace or if not high single digit over the next five years. Okay, So once regulatory, you know, crackdown start to you know, go up, I mean, relax China, because I don't expect any more new regulatory major one to come by apart from their cybersecurity law and data privacy law, I don't think that is something that, you know, will shock the market anymore in the future, right? So it, potentially, I think if things get eased off, we are looking at more investors coming into Chinese tech because the long-term run rate is still there. You're looking at a big, big market in China. Brisbane, on the flip side, we've got some big investors deciding to take a big bet on Alibaba. For example, we're seeing the Daily Journal that's shared by Charlie Munger nearly doubling its stake in Alibaba in the third quarter of this year. There's also Saudi uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund, the public investment fund, loading up on the Chinese tech firm. I'm curious, I mean, you know there's a crackdown in China, a clampdown. Why are these guys not shying away? What are your thoughts on perhaps the motivation behind this sort of confidence that they're showing? Well, I think that for anyone who want to buy Alibaba today, they must be pretty comfortable with, you know, these regulations that are implemented by Chinese government because, you know, ultimately they have to believe that all these are good for the long run, for the companies, for the national interest, for not everybody, Chinese consumers, right? And, you know, why Charlie Munger or Daily Journal, even Saudi investment uh, public fund that added more state in Alibaba, I guess, 
that could be due to the fact that Alibaba is the best proxy to China's growth. And, you know, in terms of GMV, uh, gross merchandise value, Alibaba actually captured about, say, 4% of the market share in China. Okay? And, you know, if you're a Chinese, you live in China, it, one, two of the apps that you can't live without in China is basically your WeChat and mm. Alipay, right? So because mm. anything that you do in China, you have to make a payment using those two applications. Those are the popular ones in China. And this Alipay and WeChat Pay, they have their own in-house ecosystem. And of course, Alipay, uh, you know, if you log in, you will get, be able to access uh, Taobao you know, through Alipay itself because of the ecosystem that they have. And you have you can do a lot whole other stuff like you know, ordering your food, through their Alama apps, right? And same thing for WeChat, right? Which is the Tencent. So you either camp Tencent or Ten Alibaba <laughs> mm. yeah, in China, yeah. Yeah, so it is certainly something that cannot be denied, yeah, even with a clampdown. However, we have to note that this move by China to clamp down on the country's tech companies overall witnessed more than a trillion dollars wiped off the collective market cap of some of the world's largest internet groups. So while it may not affect growth in the long term and in fact make it more sustainable, how might it affect the business model? How has it already affected the business model and how might it further affect it going forward? Okay, one of the things that they crack down is the monopoly, right? Anti-monopoly. And that actually has affected Alibaba because Alibaba is one of those platforms like that, Taobao, which is one of the biggest in terms of uh, monthly active users. Uh, they have actually required some of the merchants to choose either them or their competitors like JD or Pintoto, right? So, and because of that, I think government has already punished them. They've given them a big fine, a billions, uh, more than billions than that no, on, on, on the end. And that, so I think, I believe moving forward is going to be, you know, you, you won't be able to see this uh, choosing one or two anymore, right? So the kind of practices, I think they will remove, right? So in terms of Alibaba, I think there's no difference. The merchant is still with them, but of course, merchants now have more choices. They can actually put their products on their competitor's platform, okay? So that's something that I don't see there's a big impact. It does you know, give their merchant more choices, which is a good thing for the merchant and also for the consumers because they can easily shop on different platforms, right? And with regards to data security, which is the Chinese government implemented, is basically to protect the Chinese consumer interest. I think China is not the only country that is doing this. I think in the Euro, you have your general data protection law. Even in Singapore, we have personal data protection act law. There's something that to protect consumer interest, right? So this doesn't really specifically affect Alibaba that much. So uh, even you know, their merchants can still advertise on their platform, except that you know, if they opt out from you know, being are able to collect data, especially the iOS 14.5 updates, you know, they still be able to advertise just that the internal effectiveness on ROI, return investment for merchant may not be that effective, right? So, so basically, I think I look at Alibaba, it's not like your Chinese edutech, you know, companies where Chinese government actually banned them and they are not allowed to do business anymore, right? So it become a non-profit uh, organization, yeah. You know, bearing all of that in mind, Rizmin, and, and also on the back of Singles Day, which just ended, by the way, did you buy anything for Singles Day? Oh, yes, I uh, stay late. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, right? But you can't deny that it's affected these, uh, these platforms, uh, especially with the crackdown and whatnot. So, what do you think we can expect for the second quarter earnings today? I mean, what's the potential growth outlook for the coming year? Okay, so if you look at the GMV for Alibaba, it is one of the slowest growth in terms of year-on-year growth rate this year, actually. And they are only growing at about 8.5% versus double-digit growth in the past. Okay, so 
The main reason is because they have shifted their focus from pure GMV growth to a sustainable growth, and that is actually aligned with Chinese government interests, basically to reduce the carbon emissions, so re- recycling their packaging, and they are giving out green vouchers. Right. So that is something that I think they are looking more at the longer run. And you know, you look at compare with JD, uh, JD's uh, GMV growth for single days, they actually grown 30% despite all these, you know, sustainable growth and all that. So I think we can see very clearly that Alibaba growth has slowed down. And you know, even though they have slowed down and despite all this intense revenue crackdown, they are still growing. <laughs> so yeah. I think investors just panic and they're just, you know, selling down because of the intense uh, regulation. Okay, so if I look at their if I look at their, expect their second quarter result, uh, which is going to be released today, I think their sales are likely going to continue to grow, maybe at high single digit or double digit in the teens level. The amount of profit, they probably will come down uh, lower on a year-to-year basis, mainly because they are doing a lot of investment in their new initiatives like Taobao deals, Idafish, which is like almost carousel version of uh, China, and they're also do, investing a lot of money in the community group behind. Yeah, so the losses from this segment will actually increase uh, and partly also because they also have a lot more competition now and you have a new live stream format like Douyin Koi Show in China where people can actually shop through their platform. Right. Thanks very much for your analysis, Rosmin. We've been speaking with Rosmin Ang, CEO of A Fifth Person. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. You stay safe and take care, yeah, Rosmin? You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.